swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's down Welcome to Rick's Martini Bars. Jerry McCarty here with Rick Farmwell and the lovely Amanda Raymond. Cheers. 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 That's right. And we are back in the Martini Bar live. Ooh. Well, sort of live. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're, li- we're, li- we're live right now. <laughs> we got a whole band in here tonight. Who do we got in? The whole, the whole Rat Pack's in here. The all Rat that. Pack. We got... Hear all that brass in the background? They got drums. The tubes might be here, too, but it's after our show, so unfortunately <laughs> you won't hear them. The what? The tubes. The tubes. Oh, the tubes, yeah. Oh, yeah. That reminds me... Okay. We well, can, that reminds me... We can get thing. the tubes in here. Today, we are going to talk about questions from you, the listener. Thank you Jerry for listening. Jerry brought in two big, big giant people. Jerry brought in, in the bar tonight two big, giant bags and full of Post-its with... Questions from all over the country. Yeah, and and Amanda reminded me of one too with her tubes comment. Is so Rick and Amanda. Every time I come in, they're like, "Did we get questions?" And I'm I, I'm always a little hesitant because we don't get questions as much as we just get one line well, statements. Well, that's the first. The first questions do we get? Do we get questions from people? The second line is, "Do we get money from sponsors?" <laughs> yeah, like Amazon.com. Yes. Which if you buy something from Amazon, we get a little taste. We did get a little. We did, we get, a did get a little sample. We did. And it helped keep us in business. So keeps the, thank keeps you so much. Yes, yeah, so we want to, we want Amazon. We don't want Amazon to get in trouble and go under. So, right. So yes, absolutely. Uh, well, anyway, your favorite Amazon. So they asked me today. We had questions, and I always have a hard time answering them because one of the things we got last week was Duran Duran is awesome. I agree. <laughs> and that has I'll to do with... I'll let you know. View to a kill. I need to think it, about that one. It, well, that has to do with... Because we talked about videos last week. And I'm sure it has to do oh, with those, Hungry Like a Wolf. Good vi- yeah, those were good videos. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Those were good videos. I like Which those. we forgot Duran Duran, because they were all, all looked like models. I think that helped their career, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, good. They, were uh, they were a very good band, also. I mean, they still are, but... But I think their image and and and, and uh, their their parents are going to help get them there. Yeah, so I have I have to I have to, like a wolf I have to interpret uh, songs like this first one from Mark, who and then you guys can try to guess what it's about. Mark says Dave Navarro kicks slashes ass. Like in a bar fight? When? When does this happen? <laughs> what I think that means is guitar playing. Oh. Because we talked, I think we mentioned. I didn't think Dave Navarro, okay. I think we mentioned Slash is a good guitarist. Yeah. Dave well, Navarro is a, is a good guitarist, but he's more like a heavy metal mm-hmm. guitarist. I think it's different styles. Yeah, Slash, slash is, is more like. More it's kind of hard to compare, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more like right But anyway, that's okay. the kind and of thing. And there are particular genres. They both excel very yeah, well. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of questions we get. Which isn't really a question. It's kind of a statement. Like he dares us to disagree with him. Okay. <laughs> so I think that means we don't. Here's know what my we're statement. Discuss. <laughs> Discuss. Okay. <laughs> so the first one we're going to do, and then it gets pretty heavy. But um, the first question we're going to do is from Johnny B, and it's, Johnny from, and it's to me. And it is a question of if you could go on tour and play tambourine for any band, wow. who would you choose? Who would you choose, Rick? 
Because I, I had one that I think is fun that you would take. No, the only the only band I would play tambourine for maybe just for one song would be the Monkees. Oh, good one. Because Davey's not around anymore, and that's all he did was play the tambourine. Excellent point. So that one I would play. I would play Daydream Believer with the Monkees for one song. Okay. So do you have one that you would like to play? Play. That's actually what I would have gone for because I can actually hit those notes that okay. Davey used to sing, so I could you sing, can sing and do the I'll tambourine. Just play tambourine. So I could do. So I have. I have. They don't need. Or, or if they team. were an actual band, I would be in Josie and the Pussycats. Nice. That would be hit. They up were a band. They, they were. They were these records. So I, my, I could play it. I could. I could. Good, I can get a Josie and the Pussycats song right now and play it. Josie. So my mine that I would have picked up until last weekend. Was would have been Beach Boys because Rick and I went to a concert. Where was that at in Hollywood? We went to a Brian Wilson thing. And oh, we've been to a bunch of those. Yeah, that was the UCLA, I think. The one where no, we we, we did one like in a bar, like in the on Sunset. Oh, Roxy, the Roxy, the Roxy. Roxy. famous awesome. bar in LA. They, they but, recorded that. It's on it's on CD. They it is a CD of that. Yeah, but that thing was like I've been in. I've I've been at concerts where there's like a section where it just takes off, but that one was like from the start to the finish, it was just boom, 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 Wasn't boom, great? boom, and it was great, just yeah. like every song. Every I would have loved to have played tambourine that, yeah. But I changed it last weekend. Is <laughs> so I'm last weekend I saw. The Midnight Special, Rick. Tell everybody what the Midnight Special is the for Midnight everybody. The Midnight Special that... was a great like rock concert TV show back in the 70s. This is way before MTV. And this is the only way to see bands on TV. It was right. a step up the Midnight Special, Don Kirchner's rock concert. American Bandstand, but American Bandstand was kind of lame. It was all lip-syncing kind of stuff. I mean, the band would come on, maybe do one song, maybe two. But... Don Christian's rock concert and Midnight Special were awesome, but they'd also have like comedians. Right. It was like a more of a variety, but it was on like at eleven o'clock at night. Right. But it was a great show. So you can look up YouTube on YouTube. Look for the Spinners on the Midnight Special. That is my new band that oh, I want okay. to play tambourine wow. for. Really? Two reasons. One, awesome you, or songs. You want to wear white bell bottoms too. And they have, they have on there no rubber right. band man. Oh. They're wearing blue. Blue tuxedos with ruffled shirts. Excellent. Silver bow ties Ooh. and silver that shoes. Sounds like my wardrobe. Doesn't and it? silver shoes. All of those. So I have, I have all that, but I don't have the silver shoes. I have the other stuff though. And that would be so awesome, and I could dress up like that. And during Rubber Band Man on Midnight Special, they actually pull out rubber bands and start dancing. Boing, I am not boing, kidding. Boing. After this show, we're going to watch it. it. They dance with rubber bands, and they start pulling people out of the audience and dancing with rubber bands. Nice. Well, anyway, we have to take our first break. So that's oh. mine. Spinners was the Beach Boys, but the Beach Boys, you don't get an outfit. Well, it wasn't the Spinners, Beach Boys, you, get you get the cool outfit. Yes. <laughs> Spinners, get a cool outfit. Yes. Yeah, right. uh, okay. So when we come back, we have more questions, and they get heavy. When we return at Mitt Rick's well, the Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. Where the girls are refined, and the men have good taste. And we have Dean Martin in the background singing I Left My Heart in San Francisco, which is, you, you, he didn't sing that a lot, but no. this thing we're listening to, it's a live show. Live show. And it just so happened the Giants actually won today. They beat, Did they? Uh, they beat Arizona 8 to 6, 7 to 2, or 8 to 2, or something. They killed them. Wow. So they're playing better ball. Not that it matters at this point because the season's almost over, but I like I like Dean, Dean's rendition of this song. Yeah, I love it too. I think it's great. It's pretty great, yeah. Anyway, hey, we're back. We are back, and we are taking your. Listener questions. And 
hand we're talking. The next one comes from Janice, and this one's to Amanda. I'm getting married for the second time, and my mom took my ex's side in the divorce. Do I have to invite her? My older brother says I have to. Wow! I have an answer. answer. Invite the ex-husband. Don't invite the mom or the brother. (laughs) Invite invite the ex and all of his relatives. That'll F everything up. So well, Janice. So, so, so those of you that are not saying Amanda and Eric are going to be married, and so that's probably why Janice asked this question to Amanda, or it just seems like she would be wise. I don't know. If you get married for the third time, you can do anything you want. <laughs> so, what do you think? There's no rules. Well, I mean, it depends on how close you are with her to begin with. What the conditions were of the separation of the previous marriage. Um, you know, if, if it's going to cause a conflict, if it's going to cause a conflict in your day, which is supposed to be a very special and important day to you, and it's going to stress you out, and you know it's not going to go well, then I don't think you are obligated to do so. Unless you can have a talk with her and say, listen, this is important to me. I'm your daughter. I'm supposed to be your number one priority. If you would rather side with my ex over me, that's fine. But... If you're going to ruin our day or you are opposed to this, then don't come. It's not that I'm not going to invite you. The other answer, here's how you win. Get a a life-size cardboard cutout. (laughs) Bring it to the way and have it sit there and say, you were there. But but give give her the option. Don't don't either she's she's not invited or I have to invite her. Say, look, it's like I want you to be there. You're my mom. You're my flesh and blood. I love you. But if you're not comfortable being there and you do not support this marriage, then don't feel obligated to come. Okay, here's what here's what I would say, and I I agree with that. And the uh, what I would say though is invite her. She might not come anyway, and then it's bullet dodge. No, invite her, but give her the wrong address. <laughs> no, I'm you, giving you good you answers, Janice. All the things you can use. Bullet dodge. But if she does, she's your mom. Let her come and just send her to Rhode well, Island. I'll, I'll, I'll say for me personally, I have an aunt, uncle that I am not close oh, with, that I have not seen in years, and have not made one oh, effort to be in contact with me. So I'm not inviting them, and it's probably going to cause that. some family conflict. But it is my day, and I don't want them you there, and they don't want to be there. So yeah, I, I don't care. No, I, I hate. When you feel like, okay, if I invite this guy, no, you know, I it's, it's like you're an adult, you're all, all adults. No, you don't. And it's you like you don't you want drama, you don't want conflict at your wedding. And whatever you can do to avoid that. Okay, Janice, so I'm going to give you one side story. drinking there to cause conflict as it is. There'll be probably some fights. I'm going to give you one side story. Uh, Rick and I go to the uh, collector shows sometimes, and Angie Dickinson was there. You know Angie Dickinson, married to Burt Bacharach, and who is good friends with the Rat Pack, right? Yes, she was. She was very good friends with all those guys. Yeah. All those guys, and that's what I asked her about. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. you know, what was it like knowing those guys? Yep. I was Frank. Yep. Blah 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 blah. Yep. And she said the biggest regret she has is her mother is extreme was extremely obese, like oh, really? clinically obese. Okay. And she said, I was... Like a crane to lift her out or what? Yeah. Oh, and man. she said, I was like embarrassed of her. And she oh, wow. said she loved Frank Sinatra. Uh-huh. And she would always ask me, did you see Frank? How was Frank? Uh-huh. Show me pictures of Frank. And she said, I could have made her life if I would have introduced oh. her to Frank, but I was too embarrassed of her. And she's passed away. And she's oh. gone, and that's I had a, that opportunity. That's a really sad 
And I let, she shared that with you. That's pretty, I let pretty it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she said, that's my regret is that well, I, I never the, introduced my mother to Frank Sinatra. I, well, that, I read the Burt Bacharach book and she's in that throughout. She's, she quotes, you know, she writes, her, did it, these guests, people would write their own passages about Burt and what happened right. and stuff along with him. But she sounds absolutely amazing. And everything she was writing, I'm like, man, this, Angie Dickinson's amazing. I mean, as a person, just everything she was saying and her take on everything, I was like, Really impressed with her, so I'd wow. love to meet her someday. Cool. I have another I, I, question. I will have you either, so I won't embarrass you. <laughs> I have In another. case I show up, I'm a thin guy. I have another question for Amanda from Alan. When you write a comic book, do you start with the characters first or the story? And do you have the story in mind for the series, like how it's all going to end when you first start out? Um, character first. Like By the way, Amanda has a comic book, which debuted at Comic-Con, right? Yes. It it's actually well. in the Diamond Edition preview of comic books coming out for comic book stores in October and November. It just came out. It's coming out in September. And it's called and, Cheers, uh, Legion of Molly yeah. Doves. Thank you, Legion of Molly Doves. Yeah. It's uh, issue number one, and it should be in comic book stores near you um, the very first week of November. So awesome. look out for Everybody that. Everybody buy it. And buy it on Amazon. Can they buy it on Amazon? Uh, it's not available, I think, till December on Amazon. Okay. We're going to get... We'll, we're, we're, we're working on getting that oh, sooner. Yeah. We'll, we'll let we'll you know. We'll pimp it on Amazon. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, like for Molly Doves, the character came first. It was a, like a She's kind of like a female Sherlock Holmes in her own right in a kind of futuristic dystopian society. And uh, you kind of have to establish the world and where they live. It's like you have to do your research first. You can be like, hey, I have this a cool idea for a story. But it's like if you want a continuation of a series or a graphic novel, which is we're doing a comic first, and the graphic novel is coming out next year at Comic-Con, you have to know the rules of the world before you start writing. Because you can start writing and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Does this time travel device work this way or that way? Or what are the consequences? How long does it take? How big does it have to be? I mean, what's right. you know, what's the, the chemical composition of X, Y, and Z? What's the atmosphere like at this time in, in you know, Earth's history? Wow. It's like all that stuff has to be taken in consideration. A so work. It's, it's a lot of work and a lot of research. What more fun drawing? But it's it's frankly it's, it's like how any movie is created. You're in you're in pre development you're in, in development um, before you start production of a movie, and it's establishing what the film's going to look like, what the tone is, what the colors are, what the situation. It's the same thing for a comic book. You have to know the rules of the world before you can start writing what the story is. There you go. So hopefully that answers your question, Alan. And thank you for the question, and thank everybody for the questions. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk more. Questions from you, the listeners, at Rick's Red Titty Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. Hello, this is Amanda, and welcome back to Rick's Martini Bar. Hi, guys. That's right, and we are answering your questions. And uh, first, next question is from JR, who says... Got the live at Bella Villa recordings. Awesome. It's actually yeah. the Villa Venice, and we're listening to it right now, right which now, is baby. the Rat Pack, and yeah. we're listening to and just a couple of highlights on there. Sammy 
singing What Kind of Fool Am I. Best rendition Classic. ever of that song. He sings it way better than Anthony Newley or whoever's famous for singing that might, song. Anthony Newley may have written it. Really? That's why he sang a lot of those songs. He sang Goldfinger because he, wrote, he it. wrote it, you know. Sammy's version Sammy's is so great. And Dean Martin's version on this of San Francisco is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, from Daniel to Rick. Do you know who's going to voice a character before you design it? We get that question a lot from you um, about people are very curious about Well, yeah, that. we do know who's going to do the voice. Like in, and it, it, what happens, sometimes it informs what the character looks like. For, like, for instance, Scuttle, Buddy Hackett was going to do the voice. I mean, he did. And that informed, because he had such a crazy, rubbery face, that informed how Scuttle looked. He talked out of the side of his mouth. He was cross-eyed, you know. So he played that Buddy Hackett thing up. Now, we did, on some characters, it doesn't happen. You do always know who the voice is before. But usually you try one or two guys, you know, and they're like, well, we're thinking about this guy, this guy. We're, you know, I'll, I'll maybe weigh in and go, well, he's, yeah, he's got a great voice and whatever. Um, but one time we were going to use for Wilbur. Is it Wilbur? Yeah, Wilbur. And Restors Down Under, we were going to use we were going to use David Wayne at first. David Wayne um, was Ellery Queen was the was father in Ellery he, Queen. He's, yeah, he's an old. He's in the fifth, like fifties right. musicals, MGM musicals. He was a really good, really great actor. Great guy. And by the time we had him do Wilbur, he was. This is in the eighties, late eighties. He was probably in his seventies, and he just didn't really didn't wasn't playing. He wasn't, wasn't having fun doing the voice. You could tell he was just sort of like doing it, yeah. but he wasn't doing it in a funny way because he has a very in his films, he had a very sort of subtle sense of humor, right. very underplayed. So I think that's kind of what they're going for. But it just wasn't coming across. So they got the idea to use John Candy. Who and is completely, completely opposite. Completely opposite. But he, he took off with it, and that became his became his, his So his, did you his draw role. it for David Wayne and then? No. No, you it wasn't, for it wasn't drawn for either. Frankly, it was not drawn for either one of them. Really, the character was already see the characters from the first Rescuers. Wow! So we didn't. It was supposed to be his cousin, so we didn't really change the model. We did change it a little bit, but it's fairly similar to what Orville looked okay. like in the first Rescuers in 1977. Wow! Um, but but yes, you always know who the voice is, and you try to. They sort of imbue the character with that, with the characters with that with the guy's voice and make it sort of you know feel like it's him saying it. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. One last question before we go, um, and it is either from Brendan Brandon or Brennan. I can't remember what his name was, but it was something that started with a BR. Anyway, the question was: Should we attend the Olympics in Russia to protest the laws against their laws against homosexuals? Should we attend them? I'm not going to go. I've had it. <laughs> I'm broke. I, I just here's the, here's I actually the, just me, thought of this. Let me tell you my answer before you say this because I'm going to forget. Okay. The Olympics are supposed to not be about politics right. whatsoever. You know, we had the Olympics in 1936 when Hitler was the chancellor of Germany. I think the idea of the Olympics is to put all the politics aside and just compete. Now, some people agree with that. Some people don't. But that's sort of the point of the Olympics is to... Well, you, you, just, the you just made my point. 1936, who was the first, most famous athlete from 1936? Yeah, Jesse Owens. Black guy. Set all kinds of records. So Hitler refused to shake his hand, and he... Set all these records, and he was the best athlete in the world. Yeah, who was a black dude. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, 
That's my thing for the Olympics. Send our best gay dude over there. Yeah. <laughs> and win everything. Our best gay athlete. But, but seriously, I was so thinking of there. 1968 Olympics, which is famous for all the black yeah. guys putting their fists up yeah. with the black, black thing. Tommy, black power. Tommy, uh, oh my Malcolm God. X. I forgot his name. Tommy. Uh, it wasn't Tommy Steele. What's his name? It doesn't Tommy, matter. John, John Carlos. John Carlos did it. Tommy. I forget Tommy. But anyway... A person, one person, did not go to the Olympics to protest, and it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Is he didn't go? Lou Alcindor was at UCLA and would have gone. He's the best basketball yeah, player in the world. This is back. This is back when only only amateurs could play. Right, right, so right. He was at UCLA, he was in so UCLA he college, and uh-huh. he didn't go to protest blacks because it was Martin Luther King had died that year. Well, and, and Lou Alcindor was very political. Very political. Yeah. So his choice was not to go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But if that seven foot dude would have put on a black fist, <laughs> that would be the best picture in the world right now. He would have been yeah. the most famous person in the world to do the but, fist. But but he's part of the basketball team, so I don't think they would have... He would have got a gold. Him. He wouldn't have been up there by himself, though. No, but he would have got a gold. Yeah, they would have. They did get a gold, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would have... That would have been awesome. But he chose not to go. So, my feeling is go, win a bunch of gold medals, and... That's how you, do, that's how you show him. That's that's show him. Boss. So, thank you for joining us, Rick Martini Bar, for the lovely Armando Raymond, the irrepressible Rick Farmerow. Yes. I'm Jerry McCarthy. Cheers! Every sundown to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined And the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's bring them down